Welcome listeners to episode five of the Piocast, produced by Pioneer Digital Media. I'm your host, Kira Clauser, and this episode's theme is hobbies. Much like last week's theme, collections, hobbies are personal extensions of oneself. So much so, many consider their hobby to be a part of their personality. Spending your time doing something that you find fun, challenging, or even engaging is one of the best ways to spend your time. With enough time, people can turn their hobby into their job. Speaking of that, let's go to Sabin Schulfer discussing where a hobby can take you. Hobbies can be a great thing for many people. Letting yourself enjoy whatever you're passionate about is extremely beneficial. It's good for both your physical and mental health to keep yourself staying positive and involved with whatever makes you happy. Some even let their passions become more than just a hobby for them, and actually let them become a significant part of their life as a whole. I mean, that would make sense to do, right? Why not try and take your hobbies, hold on to what you're passionate about, and let them become a greater part of your life or even help guide it for you? I think the best way to explain what I'm trying to convey here is actually through an example of this happening for me directly. I work at a parkour gym, Revolution Parkour Gresham, and love it so much. I wasn't able to just walk into the gym and apply for the position though. No, not at all. I actually started out as just a student of the gym in their beginner classes almost five years ago. I developed a liking for parkour almost instantly and quickly fell in love with it. I started going to as many classes as I could and trained to learn new stuff and progress as fast as possible. It quickly became my main hobby. Letting myself have this hobby and pursue it was extremely beneficial for me and helped me grow in every way I can think of. Physically, mentally, socially, you name it. Fast forward to now, and, well... I've actually been lucky enough to let this hobby of mine guide me in the ways I was suggesting people let their own hobbies guide them. I now get to do what I love and help others fall in love with it too through being an instructor there, as a job, and I couldn't be happier about it. This is exactly what I was trying to get at before. A hobby can help you in fantastic ways if you let yourself follow your passion through it enough. I am in no way saying that you have to let anything you love doing become your goal for your future. No, that could easily become detrimental and is what can help turn your hobbies into obsessions or burn you out on things you love to do by sucking the fun out of them. Instead, I'm simply trying to say that if a good opportunity presents itself through your hobbies, why not try and pursue it if that's what you're passionate about? Countless amounts of people have let their hobbies become their life ventures through simply just keeping their passions strong and following the paths they led to. It's a common saying that you should have three hobbies. One that makes you money, one that keeps you active, and one that expresses your creativity. Our very own digital media club leader and digital media program teacher, Mr. Schaefer, can come to mind when thinking of having a type of hobby to make money. He's now able to pursue what he loved as a hobby as his actual career, and through him teaching, he helps his students possibly do the same. Pro skater Tony Hawk is a great example of the athletic type. 
He turned his love for skating into essentially his whole persona, and with it became what is probably the most well-known skateboarder ever, while also keeping in great shape throughout his career. Kevin Feige represents the creative type. He grew up as a huge comic book nerd and collected countless comics as his hobby. He's now the president of Marvel Studios and has used his creativity as the lead producer for the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, taking charge of weaving the most intricate cinematic epic in history. No matter what your hobby is within the infinite amount of possibilities, keep your passion strong, stay true to yourself, and follow what makes you happy, Sandy High School. These people have dedicated a lot of their time to their hobby, so it can be daunting to start a new one. But much like Tony Hawk, Spencer Jones is starting to use his time skateboarding. I'm sure that most, if not all of you listening to this podcast, would say that you have some sort of hobby. Maybe for some of you, it's playing video games online with your friends. Maybe it's something to do with sports or exercise. Or maybe it's even that you just like to collect cool rocks. But for me, one of my favorite pastimes is skateboarding. There are so many reasons that I hold it close to my heart, even though, oddly enough, I didn't actually learn how to skateboard until last March. You know how when you ask someone if they have ever skateboarded before, and they say something like, No, that's way too hard, I could never do that. Well, I'm here to debunk that rumor right now, because I was one of those people. Until we got that two-week spring break last year, and I needed something to do as not to be bored to death, so I asked my friend Wade if he could teach me how to skate. And to my surprise... I was able to get on the board and just cruise down the streets within about two days of first ever stepping on a skateboard. It's all about practicing on your balance. I'm sure that you might fall a couple of times, but if you keep getting back up and trying again, I promise you will eventually get the hang of it. Even just practicing by riding around in a cul-de-sac or a parking lot can still be good fun. And not only is it fun, but it's also a super good way to stay active and get some physical exercise. And on top of that, there are tons of different ways to skate. Want to go cruise around and carve down some hills while the summer breeze blows against you? Try longboarding or cruising. Want to practice your moves and show off some awesome tricks while listening to your favorite jams? Try spending some time at the skate park with a classic popsicle board. Or even just if you want to hang out with your friends while getting some sort of physical exercise. Skating is an excellent way to do it. Because the most glorious thing about skateboarding is that basically anyone can do it. So next time you're out with a group of friends looking for something to do, I urge you to give it a try, because I promise you won't regret it. There's something for everyone in skateboarding. Even though Spencer just picked up his skateboarding hobby, it's just as common to find someone so dedicated to their hobby, they've been doing it their whole life. Here, Henry Shutt talks about a hobby he shares with one such veteran. I have been building and tinkering with Legos for most of my life. 
I can't quite remember what my first Lego set was because I've been building since before I can remember. When I was younger, I used to spend a lot of time at my grandparents' house, and my grandfather and I would build with my dad's old Legos from when he was a kid. I'm not so sure if that's how I first got started with Legos, but it's certainly pretty early in the timeline. I also can't determine as to why I enjoy building Legos. It could have something to do with the repetition of it, it could be the satisfaction of completing a set, or it could just be the creativity of getting to play around with these tiny pieces. I have only been aware of all the intricacies of LEGO building and the community around them for maybe the past five years or so. I've been building them my whole life, but would use them in battles or have little missions I'd send them on. I wasn't usually the type of person to keep them all perfect, but I am now. I'm not quite sure why. Maybe I've realized how much money goes into these, or maybe it's just that my imagination's run up. While I do have quite a lot of experience with these little plastic bricks, there are others out there with more. My first exposure to Legos was uh, when I was in kindergarten and I, I just remember being in the, the coat room uh, in the kindergarten class, and there were there were these Legos. That's Mr. Rykos, the Sandy High School engineering and robotics teacher. Uh, I'd never seen him before or played with him, and I was playing with him, and I was just, uh, just fascinated. I thought it was the neatest thing ever. And somehow, those Legos ended up at home with me that afternoon. And... Uh, I remember kind of hiding behind the end of the couch, playing with them, and, and one of my parents said, um, oh, what do you got there? Oh, nothing. Yeah, where did you get those? I don't know. I just found them. <laughs> well, those, those aren't yours. Uh, we'll need to take those back to school. Um, and so uh, that was my... That was my Lego wake-up call. Probably a year or two later at Christmas time, I got my first Lego set from my grandparents. And I remember when the package came in the mail, uh, like, oh, you know, my sister and I, oh, we got our, our Christmas presents from Grandma and Grandpa and open it up. Well, mine rattled. And, and I said, oh, Mom, I got Legos. I got Legos. And my mom said, no, no, don't, don't shake that. That's... It, it, it might be broken. That's maybe something got broken in the mail. <laughs> the Lego rattle Rikos is talking about is a very distinctive one. Anyone that's ever touched a Lego set will know it. That is a rattle I myself know all too well. All the the Lego sets that I've had since I was a kid, I have all the pieces, all the instructions. The original boxes, I would carefully open those boxes so that they wouldn't get, uh, wouldn't get ripped or damaged. Um, when I was done playing, all the parts went back in the, the sets. I, you know, it's, it's really multifaceted because I, I like putting them together. I, I liked building models. Um, 
I, I built, uh, made a lot of uh, model rockets and in the old, uh, you know, like model cars and things and you get the glue and a little exacto knife and um, other things like that. So I think it's just the, the process of following directions, building and having a finished product. product. Uh, but I also enjoyed um, just freely building, uh, building, uh, you know, whatever I wanted. Uh, and, and then uh, there's something about, especially with the sets, with the compartments, taking things apart and sorting out all the parts and putting them back, just like having that mental inventory. Uh, I, I think that's just the kind of the collector part in me. Like me, Rakos isn't entirely sure as to why he enjoys Legos, and that's okay. One thing that we can agree on, though, is that they're fun for all generations and all ages. These simple plastic bricks are so easy to understand that anyone can do it. But when combined with many more, they create something new. And I believe that it is that new creation that everyone enjoys so much. Legos have been around since the 1930s. Although taking on quite a few different looks along the way, it's easy to see how they have bridged generations and remained one of the most successful toy lines in all of history. Finally, the Piocast exit ticket was Sid. All right, listeners, pay attention to this important exit ticket. This month is all about women. Well, for the most part. It's National Women's History Month. So during this time, it's pretty nice to recognize the progress we've made to get where we are today and being able to do some things that we weren't allowed to do decades ago. A hundred years ago, we weren't allowed to vote or even serve the military until June of 1948 when President Truman signed the Women's Armed Services Integration Act. Nowadays, we have brilliant young girls and strong adult women running for office, becoming authors or novelists, artists, and overall bosses who can rule the world. For whoever needs to hear it, remember, we are strong and powerful. You can do or be anything. So be the boss baddie you are inside and don't be afraid to show it. And don't forget it either. So whoever you are, or whoever you may be. Don't be discouraged or afraid to show some love and appreciation for women everywhere. Doesn't matter if it's your mom, your girlfriend, wife, could be your teacher, your friends who just happen to be female, or even just a random girl across the street. Just don't be creepy about it. And now I'm going to slide to the joke for this episode. I mean, I swear, it's really not funny. Last night, I had this clownfish as the main piece of my dinner, and it tasted funny. Oh, come on. Thought that would have been a showstopper. Thought it was funny. <sighs> Alright, I guess that one was pretty bad, so I could tell you a better one. <clears throat> what do you get when you cross a smurf and a cow? Any guesses?
Any any guesses at all? It's blue cheese. And thank you for coming to my TED Talk. It's easy to get caught up in the rush of everything. Moving so fast, doing things that other people tell you to do. Taking time to do something that you want to do just because you want to is what hobbies are all about. Something as simple as journaling, practicing a new skill, or even building a new Lego set can be just enough to reconnect with yourself. We're going to take a break of our own as we focus on our upcoming competition and broadcasting SHS Athletics. Thank you for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. Music by Joachim Krod. Piocast is a pioneer digital media production. Our program director is Katie Fisher. Segments produced by Cindy Hill, Spencer Jones, Sabin Schulfer, and Henry Schutt. Hosted by me, Kira Clauser. This episode was edited by Spencer Jones. 